Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them on to ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So I am Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach. We are one week exactly away from Thanksgiving. And so I thought, what better time to talk about gratitude? I will tell you, I have a little bit of a difficult relationship sometimes with the topic of gratitude. I have definitely had times in my life where I have a friend who's so good at gratitude. And when I would be in a funk or a bad mood, she'd be like, well, let's access our gratitude or whatever it would be like. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. Um, so I get it. If you have a resistance to gratitude, or maybe it comes easy to you, although if it comes easy to you, you probably wouldn't be watching this. But anyway, I wanted to talk about really how to leverage it for your benefit, because as much as I was resistant to it on certain days at certain times, and you know what, that's just okay too. Um, it really is a powerful tool in shifting your energy or shifting your mood, if you want to think about it that way. So I'm going to go to my presentation just so I stay on track and don't forget to say something very profound, I'm sure, that I wanted to say. So who am I and what do I do? Well, I liberate people to their authentic power and unique self-expression. And the key for that in my work and the people who work with me is that we know it is an inner journey. So we may, not may, we definitely <laughs> all have things that we want in our circumstances or in the outer you know, aspects of our world. We may want to up-level our business. We may want to change careers or ch get a you know, new job within our career. We may want a new relationship or to be making more money, you know, to really be able to open up to abundance and, you know, any number of things that we may want in our lives, which is great. A trip to Paris. Great. It's all admirable. It's all fantastic as far as I'm concerned. But for me as a coach, because for me as a person, I've grown to the point that I know that I don't want to just go after those things like in a shopping list kind of a way. I want this. I want that. I want that. That's sort of, it feels, I hate using the word materialistic, but it, I'm using that in a sort of a shallow satisfaction of those physical things. Like we all have done the retail therapy 
and it feels great, you know, for a few hours or maybe a few days, and then it wears off. There's no lasting change to that. But when we do the inner journey and have the changes we make be created through that inner journey, that's where real lasting transformation occurs because we're changing who we are on the inside. It's not as much about those exterior things as much as who we are becoming. That's why for any of you who have followed me for very long, you've probably heard me uh, use this. My favorite question, what is seeking to emerge? That is my favorite question to ask. I don't want to ask why is this happening? What's wrong with me? What have I done wrong? You know, all those kinds of questions are very disempowering and they don't take us to anywhere that helps us access possibility and um, you know, get into our creative problem-solving power that we have, they take us into a spiral of criticism and shame. So the question, what's seeking to emerge, even when the situation is really dire and dramatic, which I've had some of, takes me to a more powerful place, not just positive, like, woohoo, everything's great, but powerful, like, okay, like I am a pretty damn resourceful person, Um, what's seeking to emerge. Like from there, I can start to get some ideas or at least stop the negative chatter. If I just get caught in the, why is this happening to me kind of questions, uh, there, there are no good answers to that. So everybody I work with, and I'm super excited about this because I've really just sort of figured this out even myself, even though this has been going on for years, we all know the inner journey is what has the power And then that changes our outer circumstances or they evolve because we've evolved. So that's what I'm about. And I love being with people in their inner journey. That's really where my gifts are. My gifts of intuition are inner. They're about what's going on inside of you, not you know, what's the next resume strategy we can have or, you know, whatever, because you want to get a different job. I mean, I'm all about strategies. Great. But even in like my solvent method program, as someone who was going through it, gave me the feedback this week, even the action section of that is not really about like strategies for taking action. It's about doing the inner work. So action comes easier. So all about the inside, which is where gratitude comes in. Okay. Because again, what I know is that I can only sustain, like if I'm doing affirmations and this is something here in my first point, these are the three, what did I call this workshop? Something like the three reasons, three ways to make gratitude work for you or something like that. So number one is it will calm your nervous system and lower anxiety and not in a way where I'm suggesting you just sort of fake it till you make it. This is the inner work of let me, you know, I, if I'm having a lot of stress or something, um, I definitely have to close my eyes, like get in a situation where I can close my eyes, obviously not driving. If I'm driving, sometimes I'll listen to some really mellow music that will just help start to calm my you know, frantic mind down because I can't close my eyes, of course. Um, But I'm going inside and I'm thinking, I'm imagining the things I am grateful for. And in doing that, it shifts you. It's like interrupting 
the barrage of stressful thoughts, right? The more stressed we are, the more anxious you feel. Typically, the faster the thoughts are coming and they're just firing off one after the other about the next thing that could go wrong or the next problem or why that's not going to work. But then if this, then that down the road and da, 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 and and everything's just a bad outcome, you know, and it's just coming in waves very quickly. So if I can interrupt that and ask myself what I'm grateful for, true, the first answer might come from your two-year-old self that's like, nothing, I'm not grateful for anything. (laughs) But you're an adult and you're doing this on purpose, right? The practice of gratitude is not an accident as no practice is an accident. When we go to practice something, we're doing it very intentionally. So you're purposefully asking, intentionally asking that question. What am I grateful for? Well, if nothing else, I can say, you know, I can find something like I'm grateful I'm breathing. I'm grateful my heart is beating, right? Like you just get really base. If you if you can see any nature at all, be grateful for the tree, be grateful for the sky, be grateful for you know, the furniture, if you're in your house or something, the furniture that's around you or for, for your body, you know, that your heart is beating and that blood is pumping and all kinds of things are happening and you're not even asking it to, you know, it's just doing that. And, you know, so just start with the smallest, most, you know, kind of base things. And then like you're stepping up a staircase, just keep going with it. And the reason why it's not fake it till you make it and the reason why affirmations don't often work is because it doesn't work if we're stressed out to just sort of become some, you know, bumper sticker and be saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Everything is working for my good. Everything is working for my good. That might help if you're not too stressed out. Uh, but the deeper you go into any sort of spiraling, you know, shame cycle or uh, criticism cycle, the more that just, it just doesn't work. It's too shallow. It's too much like the retail therapy. It may distract you for a second, but it doesn't actually shift your mood. What I'm talking about is a much deeper practice where we have this intention to change our feeling state. And that's really what you're doing. I mean, you might not think of it in those words. Those are my words, but they work. Feeling states are really powerful. And so it's not just a thought, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, or I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. And your, you know, heart and gut are like, bullshit, you know, because they know you don't believe what you're saying. When you can start to shift the feeling state and start to feel abundant, you can feel abundant with no money in the bank, the same way you can feel gratitude when everything is falling apart around you by just go, go to nature, if nothing else, and saying, oh my gosh, like really letting yourself feel how great I'm looking out the window. <laughs> if you see my eyes going, uh, <laughs> that's because uh, the palm trees are right out there. So I can look at a palm tree and just focus on that and start to find legit gratitude in my heart, not a surface level. I love palm trees. I love palm trees. It is a, ooh. Like nature, nature is freaking amazing. And I can really get there. That's what I mean by a feeling state. Like I'm really there. And so the same way with abundance, not that our workshop today is on uh, abundance, but when I was super poor and 
I didn't want to feel poor. I wanted a feeling state of abundance. That's what I would do. I would get myself out in nature because my circumstances were all screaming at me (laughs) about how poor I was and that it's been three days since I've been eating peanut butter and jelly or whatever. Um, And so I, I had to get away from all that. That didn't have, I didn't have a home of my own. So I, you know, didn't like looking around my living environment. Like that didn't help me. I was either in some kind of, kind of crappy Airbnb or in somebody else's house, a friend or family, which I was very grateful that they were generous enough to let me stay there so that I could usually find, but that was a little bit of a double-edged sword because it could take me very quickly into what the heck am I doing wrong that, you know, I can't seem to get my money coming in to not have to be living with somebody else, you know, or it's their things surrounding me and it just pisses me off because I want to be surrounded by my things. So nature seems to always work because it's always there. It's always moving to more like nature is just naturally expansive. So it's a good place to go find your gratitude and really, again, get out of that faking it thing and into no, wait a minute, I can be really grateful for nature for a pet. For those of you who have pets, children are a little more problematic this way because they can also be irritating because they're demanding, but pets are sometimes simpler and you can just be so grateful for that pet and it's loyalty to you and it's love and affection to you, like no matter what, you know? And so whatever it is for you, that is the easiest to get there in a legit way so that you can really start to shift your feeling state. That's how you make gratitude work for you. Because, and this, my second point here is, and I've already kind of stole my own own thunder a bit, but we're very capable of feeling feelings that are completely incongruent of our circumstances. We can be in a frightening situation and be calm. We can be broke and feel abundant. We can have very little and be very grateful. Our bodies can be broken down with, you know, disease or damage from an accident or something like that. And we can find a place to feel strong. You know, we're, we're very capable of that. You know, you can look at famous people that have made great examples of that, like somebody like Helen Keller or, um, Victor Frankl or Edith Eager, you know, who are survivors of Auschwitz and um, or concentration camps um, and see how capable the human spirit is of feeling, deeply feeling and behaving in ways that are very incongruent with what the circumstances would seem to suggest you know, they can leave that concentration camp without all the bitterness you would think that they would have. I mean, of course, some people do. Some people, I'm sure, killed themselves with bitterness after surviving such a terrible thing. And then so many others that we've seen the examples of use it as the very thing that makes their life ever, you know, all the more so meaningful and all the more so deep and rich. So it starts by not letting our circumstances be what really controls how we feel. And this and gratitude is such a great way. Like gratitude is a first step on your way 
to feeling like you have some power again, to feeling like there are possibilities to getting into that. There might be another way to think of this. There might be another solution to this. Like gratitude is such a great state shifter. And it is like you're walking up steps. So you just, you're going to go a little ways and then you feel good there and then you can keep going. But if I were to try to hop up five steps, that would be really hard. So I may not be able to go from super pissed or, you know, in a big shame spiral to, I feel awesome about myself. I'm a fabulous person, but if I, but I can use gratitude to step my way up to that, where I'm grateful for nature. Oh, I'm grateful for my body. Well, I'm grateful for this thing in my life, even though I got that thing, that's a shit show. I'm grateful for this thing. And oh yeah, then there is that. And there's my relationships. Like I would sometimes in the depths of my difficulties a few years ago, I would just feel like and say to myself inside, nothing in my life is working. And I also sort of felt like everything had been taken from me. That was a very common because I was very broke. So I didn't have a lot of money to buy or do anything. I didn't have a home. So anyway, that was just easy to feel and to think. And then I would think, oh, but Brenda, you guys know, if you've been following me, my favorite question when I'm having a stressful thought, is it true? I'd be like, mm, no, I got lots of people in my life who are super supportive and love me. And I've got clients and I've got this business I love and that, and that, you know, and so you just start one by one leveling yourself up. So I hope that makes sense. And the third reason gratitude works. Oh, I just did it again. See, I say all my things at one thing. It is like walking up a spiral staircase. That's why it works. It works because you use it intentionally for your benefit. You walk up those stairs. You don't sit at the bottom and say, I feel scarcity, you know, feel lack. I feel depressed. And I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> you know, some days we're like that. But when you're ready to get out, it's like, oh, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being here. What can I do? Okay, I can start up the gratitude staircase. Um, and so one of the things that I like to have people do, uh, I think I put it after this. So I will try not to steal my own thunder here. Okay, so we'll, I'll give you a, a real practical tool here in a minute. So super interesting thing, feelings have been given a power rating kind of based on the energy they vibrate at. So this is from a book um, called The Path of Surrender is the name of this book. Super good book, obviously. I loved it because it's got all the tabs. And I was reminded that he, in this book, he talks about how they um, studied energy. And, you know, of course, we're all vibration. Everything is a vibration. And some things have a lower frequency and some things have a higher frequency. And so somehow they measured what these different feelings vibrate at. And, but just intuitively, instinctively, you know, Mother Teresa was vibrating at a higher energy than Hitler. Okay. So that's just whether you're into the science of it or not, that's okay. I'm not really into the science of it, but I know it is science, not just something somebody made up, you know? Um, so here's the scale 
shame is at a 20, guilt is at a 30, fear, even fear is all, is all the way up to 100. So, so here's the staircase, okay? If I'm feeling shame, if I can move up even to guilt, I'm better off. If I can move up to just where it's just fear, I'm better off. Anger is even higher because in anger, you usually have some drive to do something different, right? For you or to set a boundary because there's an injustice or something. So anger starts to have a little power in it. Courage definitely is having more power, more creativity. Neutrality is at 250, okay? Uh, so that was interesting to me that courage is actually below neutrality in the way they were measuring this. Acceptance is at 350. So except, in fact, I was working on a blog for Tuesday before I came on with you all here, and I was writing several phrases about allowing. I think allowing is so powerful, even when it's something we don't want, when we can allow something, it also allows it to leave, right? Allowing is like, I think of a river as sort of the metaphor for that. The water is just moving. It's not staying in the same spot. So when I'm allowing even a super difficult circumstance in my life, part of allowing is knowing I'm going to let it go. If I start resisting or things will change, you know, it's not going to stay this way. There's not a permanence to it. If I am trying, if I'm being resistant and I'm saying like, no, 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 I don't want this. It can't be this way. You know, and I'm resisting it. It's like putting a dam in that river and it blocks it. And so it just builds up and builds up and it may seem better because if you're standing on the other side of the dam, it may be like, you know, because kind of like retail therapy or something like that. We do short term over eating, over drinking, over anything, over vegging out, whatever, in front of Netflix or something. We can have that short term, like we've forgotten we have this situation or it's gone away or something. But pretty soon, the, it's too much pressure for that dam and it overflows and then we're bombarded with it again. Whereas when we're in acceptance, there's no resistance. And so it can just flow. The water can just flow and then it can just, you know, take its natural course and leave or, you know, go around that rock or, you know, turn left up ahead or whatever it's going to do. But there's a lot of power in allowing. So I thought that was interesting that acceptance was actually even higher than courage. Love's at 500. Joy, 546. Peace is 600. Uh, I didn't put this one on here, but enlightenment was a 1,000. So this was a scale from zero to 1,000. Um, and probably none of us are going to say we've hit enlightenment, but I've hit peace a number of times. Um, and that, and so we know when we're feeling those things, it unfortunately did not list gratitude. I'm not sure where gratitude would fall. I, I would guess somewhere between acceptance and love. Um, but that's me making that up because these were the feelings that they scored in how, whatever method they used to do this scoring thing. Um, but that's what gratitude does. Uh, gratitude lets you step up. If we want to use these as the stairway, they let it lets you step up 
one, you know, one at a time until you can get to, and you don't have to like memorize this list or something. You feel it. You feel that your mood is lifting. You can feel that your vibration is rising. And yeah, you may still be stuck somewhere at neutral or below, but it's a hell of a lot better than shame, right? (laughs) So you just keep going and being gracious with yourself because this is the inner work. This is where the work gets done that creates sustainable transformation or long-term change or whatever words you like. I like sustainable transformation because I think all of us are looking for some sort of transformation. And yeah, we want things in our outer life to improve and be better or have more of it or whatever. All that's great. I, I love all that extra in the physical world. And that's super. I just know that the only way I'm going to get it and really feel better is to feel better before I get it. Because how many, you know, classic cases of, you know, like, a, oh my gosh, the designer that killed herself a couple, um, I had Kate Spade, there we go. I have some of her stuff. Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, you know, here are these people with lots of money, lots of fame, really talented, talented people with families, you know, with, and they got so despairing that living wasn't worth it and they killed themselves, you know? So it's not about those outside things. It is about what's inside. And then when we take that, when we have the inner work done and then we go on the retail spree, that's a different level of fun. That's a different level of satisfaction, the same way that binging Netflix can be a great way to unwind and relax when it's coming from that kind of intentional, I've taken care of myself, or this is part of how I'm taking care of myself. And I'm doing these other things too, to um, be holistic and how I'm caring for myself. And that's one of the things I do, you know, so There's a big difference between that and I'm escaping or I'm denying my problems and binging on Netflix or spending too much money or drinking too much wine or whatever I might do. So this is how we do that inner work is using a tool like gratitude to shift those feeling states into one of these higher levels because there's nothing uh, until we hit that thousand point of enlightenment. All of us have bad days. I mean, I was going nuts Tuesday. I had such a crazy day Tuesday because I got all in an emotional and mental sort of frenzy around all the tasks that I needed to do with work um, here for you know my own stuff and in the side hustle that I work in. But mostly it was the stuff I do for us because I needed to make these slides for this presentation. And, um, you know, I'm launching the Solve It program and creating the content for that and working on a big promotion for that for next week for Thanksgiving. And, you know, all just all the things that that means as an online entrepreneur and seeing clients and, you know, uh, all the things. And I just got in that frenzy on Tuesday of like, oh. <gasps> I don't have enough time. I'm not going to get this all done. I'm going to, you know, and I, and I came out of it for short periods of time. Like I could sort of talk myself 
um, off the ledge and up <laughs> the staircase here, and then I would lose it again. You know, so that is life. That's why we call these things a practice because we have to just keep practicing. So I kept practicing all day on Tuesday, and you know, whatever to some success. But on Tuesday, I didn't happen to have the point where it was just like whew, I broke through and it's over for today. I didn't get there until Wednesday and Wednesday and today have been lovely. And I haven't been in the energy of that, you know, frenetic sort of, I'll, I'll never get it all done. And of course, naturally that means it's all getting done. Uh, but cause we're not nearly as effective when we're in that energy of franticness and, you know, um, I wasn't in despair, although I have been, uh, that, you know, we can't, it's impossible. There's too much ahead. And that's what happens with the holidays, you know, coming ahead next week for Thanksgiving, if you're in the U.S. And, you know, then Hanukkah and Christmas and whatever holidays you celebrate in, in December. And as we head to the new year, we will often just run ourselves into exhaustion. And that's no place to be. So it's really important that we take care of ourselves enough and keep these practices going, especially during these higher stress times, so that we can maintain more balance. Like you may still get through the whole thing like I did on Tuesday, going bouncing back and forth from you know love and joy to anger and fear. <laughs> but hey. Bouncing back and forth is better than being stuck in anger and fear or guilt and shame for days and days. You know, so you do, it is like a muscle. The more you do it, the better you get at it, the faster you can go up those steps. The, um, for me, definitely, I, it, uh, I don't fall back down the steps as often as I used to. So, I mean, it works. This stuff works, which is why I think of it as sustainable transformation. It's not, uh, some things are just, you break through, it's done, you never deal with that again. But a lot of things, it's just about what you're sustaining is the habit and the ability to recover and get back on track really quickly. So I love, lots of you guys know, I love Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I was in a class with him month, months and months and months ago on prosperity. And I was re-listening to one of the classes today. And I heard him say, like, obviously, I'd listened to this before because I was in the class, but it didn't catch with me then. Today, I heard him say, and I won't be able to be, you know, totally verbatim on this, but what he was saying is that the law of attraction and words even like manifest are were um, convenient language for a while because it was a way we could start to understand that our outer world isn't controlling us. We can actually from the inside out make things happen in the outer world. But he said the little distinction he made today that I loved was he said, but what it really is, is that you already have it inside of you and you just do the practice that allows for it to be released, allows for it to be radiated out of you. So sort of like the acorn metaphor, the little acorn seed has the whole oak tree in it. So it's not like I don't have something and I need to go manifest it, or I don't have something I need to go attract it. It's that it is already inside of me. And I just need to 
like remove the layers that are blocking it from being released out in the world. But I just love that little distinction because it is true. It is all inside of you. When I'm coaching people, all I'm doing is helping them see what is inside of themselves and get that to allow that to emerge. That's why I love that question so much because it's all in us. It's just that we have coping mechanisms and cultural conditioning and all kinds of things that block it that, you know, or whatever you want to think of layers of an onion blankets. I don't want to cry from the onion. I think of it sometimes as like blankets that are piled up and piled up and piled up over it to the point that I can't even see it anymore. And when I'm doing this inner work, it's like I'm taking off one blanket at a time until I get there. And then what was already there can emerge because I've uncovered all my blocks to it and let them go. So hope that makes sense. So that's what we use gratitude for is to walk those stairs of all those feelings. So I think most of us have experienced this at some point in our lives. So then it's just a matter of, can I be intentional and choose it for myself. You know, this is what, this is so, I was teaching a workshop yesterday to a bunch of realtors about emotional intelligence. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about that topic. I mean, maybe we do that on a third Thursday. I don't know that I want to do it in December, but maybe we'll do it in January or something because emotional intelligence is really so much a part of what allows us to do these things that I'm talking about. Because in emotional intelligence, we're up-leveling our self-awareness so that we can choose how we're going to respond. So I can tell, I know, I'm aware enough to see when I'm sliding down the stairs into a funk and I still have enough awareness beyond that that says, okay, wait a minute, I, I don't have to do that. You know, maybe, sure, maybe something really terrible just happened, but I don't have to slide down into that spiral shame or a hopelessness shame. I can choose how I'm going to respond to this. And it's not about not feeling what you feel. Not at all. Please don't ever hear that. It is so important that we feel what we feel, but our feelings are not always representative of the truth right? Because we can feel like somebody's mad at us. We can feel like something bad's going to happen and it doesn't happen and they aren't mad at us. <laughs> so our feelings, one, are not always true. And two, we don't have to be a victim of them. So yeah, we want to feel them. And then by inserting intentionally this practice of gratitude, again, I'm not trying to deny that I was angry or deny that I felt hopeless. I'm just intentionally saying, okay, I acknowledge that I'm feeling hopeless and I don't want to stay here. You know, I get it. I feel it. And now how can I walk myself up that stairway with gratitude just a little bit higher and a little bit higher? And you can't necessarily do it all in one day. You know, it could take you several days to work yourself up to the point of neutral. That's where coaching really helps. That's why when I do my 90 day packages, I always give people Voxer support. It's a voice messaging app. So in between sessions, if they, if they've slipped down the staircase, so to speak, they can message me so that I can help them get back up 
You know, that's what a coach is for, right? To help you get back up and to see the things that you can't see that are going on inside of you. Um, it's so much easier for me when I have, thank, I'm very grateful for the gift of intuition that I have. Um, and I don't have your blind spots the same way my coach can see what's going on for me because she doesn't have my blind spots. So anyway, gratitude is a great, great practice to step yourself one by one back up those stairs. So here was my other thing I was thinking of a few minutes ago, the gratitude challenge. So if you were to make a list, I did this because I had a coach challenge me to do it. I was in a funk. And so she told me to make a list over the next several days of a hundred things I was grateful for. So I did a little Excel spreadsheet because I sure as hell wasn't going to count them all. Right. Um, (laughs) And I started and, you know, the first, I, I don't even remember now, whatever, we'll say 10 or 20, something like that came really easy. You know, I'm grateful for my kids and I'm grateful for the sunshine and the beach and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But when you have to go to a hundred <laughs> and you can't duplicate, obviously, uh, you start, I started tapping out at some point. I don't remember where 20, 30, 40, something like that. And I was like, wow. Okay. Now I have to be be a lot more creative about this. I'm going to have to dig deeper. Like now I've hit all the surface stuff I would be thankful for. Now I have to go deeper. And the great thing about this is it. So in the realm of mindset work, what we're doing, like with my question, is it true that I like to do when I'm having stressful thoughts, we're interrupting a pattern. We're interrupting those thoughts. Okay. So it's like, um, stopping at a red light. Okay. (laughs) So that instead of continuing to go straight down the path of stressful thoughts, stressful thoughts, disaster, disaster, bad future, bad future, we can stop and turn right or turn left or whichever way you want to turn. You know, we interrupt that thought and we can go in a different direction. And when we do this long list of a hundred things we're grateful for, it absolutely interrupts that pattern. So if you're feeling, I was feeling very despairing and a lot of hopelessness at the time. And so that was hanging on for days and days. That wasn't a five minute, you know, I felt bad. So doing this gratitude challenge of a hundred things, like I had to stay in that to come up with a hundred. It took me a couple of days. And then by the time you come up with a hundred, it's like, oh, well, holy shit. I guess even though I have these crappy things going on in my life, there, here's a list of a hundred things. And the great thing about the list is then you can go back to it too, right? To remind yourself, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that. I guess my life can't really be all that bad. It can't be that hopeless. I, you know, I, I can't, be that despairing. In other words, there's not, uh, how do I want to say that despairing such a, I don't know the opposite, but anyway, it takes you to, okay, it's not that bad. Right. Whereas despair just feels like it is that bad. It's definitely that bad. And maybe more than that bad, you know, which takes you into the hopelessness. So when you look at all the, you go to the time and effort to come up with the hundred, and then you look at the hundred, it kind of pulls you up out of that hopelessness and despair, because how can things really be so awful when I can come up with this list of a hundred things? So I would love to challenge you to do that. And I would love to hear how that goes for you. So 
I mentioned earlier the Solvent Method digital program. I'm super excited about this. I feel so good. I'm almost done creating all the content now, and I feel so good about the content and the worksheets. So it's a series of videos and worksheets that step you through these four components of the Solvent Method. And to me, it's just a process I've used. I, I was using it for a long time before I even could articulate it. And then it came to me that, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, you know. And now, so now it's easier for me to talk about it and teach it more directly than it feeling just like an intuitive way to proceed through a challenge. And it's not linear. So I'm num I numbered these one, two, three, four, right? Because I've got to make sense of how I'm delivering the material, but it is not a linear process. So the fifth module are stories and ways to like put whatever's bothering you or whatever you're struggling with or wherever you're stuck through the lens of these and figure out what's tripping up what. Somewhere it's, it shows you where you're out of alignment. So when we're in alignment, we can do what we need to do, whatever that is, whether it's something you know practical like things in our work or our business or running our household or whatever, um, or, or it can be doing the inner journey. It doesn't matter whether it's something physical or something more internal. When we're in alignment, we can do that with relative ease. Like we have, we feel good about it. We can, if there's real like strategic type action involved, we can stay consistent with it, you know, because, and, and it usually feels really good. Like even if it's hard work, right? You're busy, you're doing a lot, whatever. I mean, I have lots of days. I, I'll end up working 10 hours or something. I mean, that's not my favorite thing to do, but I can get into it. And even though I'm like ticking off tasks 100 miles an hour, I'm in ease and peace and I'm in that flow that people talk about where things come just more effortlessly. And so that's what alignment feels like. And so when something isn't working or we're stuck in our lives, something is out of alignment and it's either our desires because we're trying to do something that we don't really want to do or we've taken on something that somebody else wants or wants for us. And it's not really ours. Like that can be a little tricky. It's easy to do that, especially for people pleasers. Um, or we've just not taken the time to really consider what it is that we want. So we, we need a desire that we're working towards the action piece. Again, this is about sort of the energy of action. When we procrastinate, or we can't be consistent, it's because the energy isn't there to fuel it. It's either not our desire, you know, there's something out of alignment and desire, or if it's something we really desire and the action piece isn't coming together, it's because there's a problem in our thoughts or our feelings, just like kind of what we've talked about tonight gives you a snapshot of that. So I can look at that and say, okay, well, what thoughts am I having that maybe I've been having all my life or that culture gives me, you know, I'm not good enough or because in my family, because I'm a woman, I'm definitely second class to all men, you know, blah, blah, blah. Without me knowing it even possibly, do I have a thought that's sabotaging me? This is where all imposter syndrome comes from and um, the whole, I'm not good enough and all those things. And then our feelings and our thoughts are always right next together. So then comes the feelings of diminishment, of being disempowered, of being a victim and not having any choices. And just like we've talked about with gratitude, what most people don't think about 
is how they can use their feelings to upgrade their whole, you know, thinking process. Because once we start going up that uh, stair, stair stepping our way up that staircase with gratitude, your thoughts are going to start to change, right? Like my, when I was just talking about that despair and hopelessness, as I stair step myself up with that list of a hundred things I was grateful for, my thoughts started changing too. It's not like, you know, it was only the feelings. So anytime our thoughts are changing, our feelings change. And when our feelings change, our thoughts change. But a lot of times we don't think about the power we have by intentionally creating these feeling states so that then we can change our thoughts, which helps us change our actions to move towards our desire. So that's kind of, and then, like I said, this fifth module is just kind of how to put it together and how I know because it's not linear, it's not as quote unquote easy. If I were to say it's a four-step plan, just go one, two, three, four, you would be like, got it. I can do that, you know, but life's not that simple and we are more complex than that. So in module five, I just kind of show you how to put it together and how to put your own um, issue that you're faced with through it to figure out what it is that is out of, you know, place out, out of alignment for you. But anyway, this is it, how to stop feeling stuck and take the inner journey to getting more out of life. Because I think that's part of what we all here have in common in Liberate Your People Pleaser is that we want more out of life. And we do know intrinsically that it is going to be the inner journey. So we can use the solve it method to stop feeling guilty, to lower anxiety, especially about what other people are thinking about us. When we get stuck, when we're procrastinating, second guessing ourselves, being too self-critical, struggling with setting boundaries, you know, and so you can use it to help you tap that inner wisdom to start to get clarity with it. We can learn how to tap our inner wisdom and which is where that alignment, that's how we, you know, work those alignment pieces and get out of self-doubt and unravel those limiting beliefs um, with the thought work and create new habits and strategies and really have the energy, you know, when we're moving toward a lot of things that suck our energy dry um, are things we're trying to make ourselves do that we have no desire for. So the desire piece is really important to get that, even get that clear for you, even if it's not something you can change right away, like you realize something big, like your job or where you live or something like that is the part that's out of whack because it's not a desire for you. Okay, so you can't necessarily change that tomorrow, but even just knowing that will then help you go through the thoughts and feelings that you want to create. Where do you want to be? What is that desire? Start seeing and feeling yourself there. What are the thoughts that I'll be thinking when I've created that, when I've allowed that to emerge from me, you know, and be in that state and then the doors either synchronistically start to open for that change, or you start to have some really great creative ideas on how you can create that for yourself. When a month ago, if I had said you need to change jobs, you would have been like, well, not possible. Uh, you know, I need the money. I need the health insurance. I need the, you know, whatever. All of a sudden you start to think of things that make it make sense and be possible. Um, so we, you do deserve more and 
you deserve a solution to whatever's bothering you, whatever you're stuck on, whatever is frustrating with you that is unique as you are. And the solvent method is because it takes you on your own inner process. So I'm offering this right now. You can see, cause I just skipped through a whole bunch of stuff. There's lots of information on this page um, and I'll link to it down in the comments, but I've got a special introductory price on this right now. I'm not sure how long this is going to go, but um, it's only 197 for the program. It's digital. It's yours forever. You know, you'll have, I'll have by tomorrow afternoon, the four modules will be in with those four components. And then uh, the first Monday in December, I'll upload the final module, which is the stories of how to, and, you know, sort of the, how you can, examples of how you can use it in your own things since it's not linear. So you can kind of put it all together. Um, I've had some great feedback on it already, so I'm super excited about it. If you really want to up-level, you will add three private coaching sessions. Get in that mastery level. So that I'm offering right now for only $5.97, which is a great price. I think three sessions right now on my website is, or is $5.97. Um, so that's a great plot price for some private coaching so that I can help coach you through the process. Because while it works in a DIY kind of way, obviously, we all have our own blind spots and we all have our own things that keep us from seeing what we need to see that's inside of us. And so that's why adding coaching onto it is so powerful. And I do have payment plans for both. Um, so you can split it up in two payments if you want to. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to get this out in the world because this process is so powerful and so effective. Um, I just, I want to share it with everyone. I think I said in a blog recently or a social media post, I feel like I found the cure for cancer because I just haven't found, I mean, I've had clients change jobs, leave toxic relationships that they hadn't been able to leave, even though they knew they needed to make changes in their business, set boundaries that were really hard, you know, with people that they were really invested in and were really difficult to do. Um, change some of their strategies as entrepreneurs in their business because they were trying to make them do stuff in their business they didn't want to do because it was a best practice or whatever. You know, so all, I mean, just all kinds of things that people have done, learned how to speak up in their relationship, you know, because they've been people pleasers and they're not, they haven't been able to stand up for themselves. And so they haven't, they're not leaving their relationship. They're learning how to show up in their relationship differently or start dating. I had somebody that started dating, you know, so it just, it works with everything. And I swear I've used it on everything it works on money. It works, it works on all the things. So, um, I hope that you will gift yourself that as we head into the holidays here. And um, I think that's it for this third Thursday. I will let you go to the rest of your Thursday evening and look forward to hearing from you and be sure and always reach out to me, put any comments or questions that you have, whether it's about the program um, or the gratitude information I shared tonight, put it here in the comments. Email me, Brenda at brendaflorida.com. You know, DM me, message me, whatever you want to do. So with gratitude, thank you for being here tonight and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So I am very excited to have what I think is my best program I've ever created. 
the Solvent Method digital program. So you might have heard some of my few former podcast um, episodes talking about this really powerful process I've used with myself and clients for years. And not only does it solve any problem, which is where uh, the name came from, what it really does is take you on the inner journey that's required to really make external changes in our lives that that take hold, that, that last. Sustainable transformation is another way I like to describe it because if you've been listening to my podcast, you're probably a person who already knows that even if your job is driving you nuts, even if your lover is driving you nuts, even if you know your mother is driving you nuts, changing those circumstances isn't really gonna create lasting change. We take ourselves with us wherever we go, right? So we go get a new job and we're there six months later and realize we've got the same problems that we had before. And that's because the inner work hasn't happened to change us so that we then both attract and are attracted to different professional opportunities, different relationship opportunities, different ways of relating to people that, you know, like our mothers, we're not gonna get a different mother, um, but you will find different ways of relating to her and she won't trigger you in the same ways when we work on the inner part of the journey. That's where the wisdom is. That's where the freedom is. That's where the liberation is. And the solvent method is really a process to do that. It's not outer work focused. It's, there's a lot on desires because I want you to really focus on what you want in your life. But the key to getting it then is going inside and doing the inner work so that then you can manifest it if you want to use that word. I'm not crazy about that word, but anyway, create it is a word I like better in your outer life. So the solvent method is the right thing at the right time. And it's at a special introductory price right now. I want to make it available to everyone. Um, and there's also a coaching add-on that you can do a mastery level of it where you can add on three coaching sessions also at a super fabulous price so go to the show notes all the regular things the private facebook group how to email me all of that's there um, but also is the link for you to get to the registration page for the solvent method digital program and get yourself signed up for that and start it's a series of videos and worksheets so that you can just sort of take yourself through the same process i would take you and then again if you want to sort of really amp it up add that coaching to it because you'll get even more out of it uh, so i can't wait to see you in the solvent method digital program and the next episode of liberate your people pleaser